Support for Oyster World Radio comes from you. Our listeners, if you'd like to support the show, visit the link in the show description or visit patreon.com forward slash oysterworldradio. For only $5 a month, you get all of the behind-the-scenes coverage of how these random interviews materialize, plus travel tips. So don't miss out and support the show today. More support means meeting more people that you would normally never meet, less travel headaches while on the road, and you get to learn the ins and outs of everywhere I go. Become a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash oysterworldradio and support the show today. Welcome to Oyster World. Radio. Hello, Oysters, and welcome to another episode of Oyster World Radio, the podcast where we broaden our perspectives by listening to the stories of people from all over the globe. I'm Nathan Lieberman, and in this episode, we bring on Sarah Shellis. We have turned our sights back to the wonderful city of Edinburgh, Scotland, and as always, it did not disappoint. Because we got to meet Sarah. Sarah was born in Borneo, but spent the majority of her childhood in Malaysia, which is crazy because here she is on the other side of the planet. Not even just half, the whole thing, the complete other side. So I had to figure out how she got here, and you can figure that out too by sticking around and enjoying my conversation with Sarah Shellis. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> this is a good start. This is going to be this a good is a one. Good start. Okay. So, Sarah, welcome to Oyster World Radio. We're really happy to have you on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. We had a wonderful day in Edinburgh, Scotland. Yeah, exactly. It was actually sunny for once, which is really good on Scotland terms. Mm-hmm. We climbed a mountain. Yeah. Which is also interesting. Beautiful view. Good old Arthur's seat. And I saw you on the edge of that cliff taking Instagram <laughs> photos. Beautiful. There's no other better place to do it than Edinburgh, I know, Scotland. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you like this city? It's pretty good, right? I like the cities because, um, yeah, we like it because it's you can have the nature and at the same time can explore the old town exactly there's so much history here which is a lot of fun but i can go on and on about that but that's not what we're here for we're here for because when i met you you said you know we were just small talking saying where are you from you said you're from borneo which Mm -hmm. is a very long way from here yeah so i had to know how the hell did you get to edinburgh scotland at the same time that i was (laughs) so we're gonna find out yeah find out (laughs) So let's dive into your story, and it goes. Let's go all the way back to when you were growing up in Borneo. And as we were talking before in the pre-interview, you didn't have one spot that you really grew up in. It seemed to be moving around constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. But you started in. Let me see if I can pronounce this. Uh, Kata Kinabalu. Yes. Kata Kinabalu. Yeah. And. Do you remember, well, remind us, where for people that don't know where Borneo is, can you tell them a little bit of where it is in the world? Mm, it is at the Southeast Asia. So where I, my hometown is um, at the north of Borneo, which is Sabah. Nowadays, people know the word Sabah. Under, below Philippines and on top of Indonesia. 
Mm. Yeah. So in between. So the second, I think the second or third biggest island in the world. Gotcha. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so what what was life like on this? What you said, second biggest island in the world. What was the day in your life? Oh, I. <laughs> I remember. Um, I only remember when I was sixteen, because when you're sixteen, then you remember, like how's the life like in Borneo. In Borneo, it's chill and it's not too busy, and you're surrounded by nature, beautiful nature, beaches, and yeah, and. The wildlife, like orangutan, and and proboscis monkey, mm-hmm. and so on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, lots of fruit, lots of monkeys running around, <laughs> great beaches. <laughs> yeah. So what what was your favorite thing to do? So if you had a Saturday off from school, and you were going out with your friends somewhere. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing to do, I just like to chill at the waterfront. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there was tons of beautiful places mm-hmm. to do that as oh, well. Oh, you just, I just take the boat 15 minutes to the other island near the city. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it seems just a relaxed island life mm-hmm. lifestyle. Yeah. But for you, it was a little bit different because you were constantly on the move. So we're, that was Borneo when you were 16, right? But there was several stops mm-hmm. in between just for a couple years there. Mm-hmm. A couple years there. What was it like moving around so much as a kid? Um, it's fun, but at the same time, it's sad because you have to leave your best friend. You have to leave the people that you started to get close and then have to move because of your parents job and but at the same time I as a young young girl moving around with the family I learn a lot of each cities that I leave I learn the even though in Malaysia because Malaysia we have like a lot of um, ethnic races living in the same country and then you learn about their slang, learn about their perspective at the West Malaysia. They're, I thought they're all the same, but actually at the North and South, they are totally different, have different perspective. Yeah, so at a young age, you were getting this uh, perspective of meeting different people, mm-hmm. even within your own country. And of course, there's a lot of diversity. Yeah. In a country as big as Malaysia, of course. So, did was that a way to cope with the constantly moving and the sad parts? Did you always have this curiosity going into a new place? I do have curiosity. I'm a curious girl. Did that help you kind of leave behind? Because it, well, it is sad to move. Yeah. Especially when you establish yourself mm-hmm. in one place. Did you use that curiosity to move to your new place yeah i used the curiosity to move different different place yeah yeah because you didn't really have a choice right yeah i don't have a choice (laughs) yeah it's your parents (laughs) moving and you're going with them yeah so so how was it growing up with your parents as well you mentioned that they were quite strict on you so 
what was it really strict was it really strict did you have some leeway or what was the parenting style that you grew up in I think um I think because um when you're still young and I believe that every parents want perfection for their kids and then especially in Asian culture um girls should be home before before 5 p.m. Yeah, before if, 5 p.m. Before 5 p.m. because uh, the sky is getting dark around 5 or 6. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but still, some of the uh, some of the children still couldn't go out even though, you know, the parents give them out to go out, like freedom to go out until 5 p.m. And still some of the parents still strict to that, like, with whom are you going out with? Even though you said with your classmate, it's not so open mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially you're a girl in an Asian culture, they always think, once you go out, they always think bad about you. If you're going back late, they always think bad about you. Like, oh, maybe this girl, you know, they're... They would say like, oh, you she's... You can say it, it's okay. But, uh, but <laughs> oh, I, I think I understand what you're saying. Like, you go this. out then you know, you're hanging out with the guys. Yeah, going with the guys. You know, she must be doing something, you know. You know, so it's like uh, in Asian culture, we just... How to say that? <laughs> it's just we are not... Even though we're family, but we're not open to like a western lifestyle gotcha so there's some things that you don't talk about and if you're breaking this rule then they assume the worst almost yeah would that be right yeah yeah if i you breaking this rule you are the bad girl you know you are broken or you are no longer you know yeah. Here or something like that. <laughs> uh, I gotcha. And did you run into that? Were you someone that liked to stay out later than 5 p.m. when you could? Or were you pretty... Did you follow the rules? Or did you just try to break them when you could, even though that stereotype was there? Mm, I tried to break the stereotype. Yeah. Because doesn't mean that you go out late. I mean, you're a bad girl. Doesn't mean that you coming back home late that you are doing something bad you know you could be watching movie right right yeah and then that must have been hard to come back to your Mm -hmm. parents and have Mm -hmm. that stereotype yeah just hitting you in the face even though you're having fun yeah even though it's not at night you just said okay i'm coming back around 4 3 p.m and still in the afternoon people just say like that's bad you cannot go out no, you have no freedom to go out. Gotcha. So, and my my parents just, they just don't want to let the neighbors, all the people talk, uh, you know, like, talk bad about them because, like, you're carrying out your family's image and if you're, like, doing something wrong and people say, like, oh, look at that, you know, this hurt, hit his daughter, you know, like, I saw her going out late and then gotcha. you know it's yeah and then that i yeah. guess shame yeah you know for the family yeah. image is yeah is very important too mm-hmm. it was very very important 
So, and you were, you were a bit of a rule breaker, which I love, and that's awesome. But how did you start to chunk this out? Because here you are in Scotland, right? It's so if you, really far. If it was, exactly. If it, if it was hard to go out after 5 p.m., now you're in the opposite side of the world. Mm-hmm. Almost exactly. Like, literally the opposite side of the world. How did you slowly chunk out? Did you do things before to help gain their trust? Or how did you tackle such a big stereotype like yes i do some i did something to gain my parents trust and my family trust even though well my mom especially my mom's side she's like quite of chinese you know like chinese culture they're kind of strict i mean strict the rules and then you have to respect the older of course you have to respect the older but you have no voice to open up your mind like 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 you want this and then you have no voice to even though you have a good point but they don't want to listen to you because they're older you get what i mean yeah so um so i prove them that they are wrong so i make um, them trust me by uh firstly just be on time you know set the time that they expect me to come back Gotcha. And then I also prove them that I can go to this place and I'm safe and then just like text them back that I'm okay. I mean, you know, just make them not worry. And I used to scared to go back home after 4 p.m. Because my dad is waiting at home. Something like in a family, I scared my dad. Yeah. So every time, like I want to go out, I always ask my mom first, not him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like gaining the trust by slowly doing things, even though they did not approve. <laughs> just like prove them, like I'm okay. I already done it, and then I'm okay. I already done. It. I mean, I already gone to this place, and then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so as you played by the rules almost, but by playing by the rules, breaking you, you them. broke the rules. You knew the rules, you played them, so then you knew how to break them yeah. in the right way. <laughs> so it, it, it ended up that you, from having to be home, your dad waiting for you at 4 p.m., you were then able to take some solo trips to other family members across yeah. the country. Yeah. So what was that first trip like? Was that... A moment for you, or was this something like There's, gaining confidence in yourself as well? Yeah, it's gaining uh, confidence for myself. So even though we're living in West Malaysia, people because they don't let like the like the girls out, especially teenagers, because in the news, a lot of crimes happen, kidnapping, and they sell you to. Uh, to the other country like human trafficking mm-hmm. right 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 so at first it was pretty hard for my um my parents to let me go to from Penang to Kuala Lumpur which is takes like five hours to get to KL from Penang and it's pretty hard for them but that I have cousin in Kuala Lumpur and then my cousin said like 
can I borrow Sarah? <laughs> and I was like, can Sarah come to my place? And then, so, and then I tell them that I'm gonna be okay. I'm just gonna text you every single time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then they let me go. And then even though <clears throat> before I left there, just, you know, I have to hear their speech for 10 minutes. And then, of course, yeah. And then I left the house and they sent me to the bus station and I left the house until I arrive in Kuala Lumpur and they feel that I'm safe and then everything's going smooth and then from that you know it's like slowly release the chain from the parents you know? right it's like slowly slowly so I have like three siblings or four of us I'm the only one like trying to breaking each of the rules trying to release you know yeah. the chain even though like my sister was like four years older than me and my brother six years older than me they never done it they never done like what i did they never fly to like like where am i right now yeah because they think it's impossible yeah so, so they fell oh. under <clears throat> the stereotype Yes. Almost to stay with your family, stick mm -hmm. to the rules. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Is it just what 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 made you different than your siblings? Which is, which is a hard question to to ask or, or answer. But it was it a mentality? Was it? Did you see your siblings and know that's not what you wanted? Or what what made you different from your siblings? I'm just curious. Okay. I'll be curious in myself. And I have a dream, so I feel like, okay, I don't want to stick to this rule because I couldn't go anywhere. I cannot break my shell. I couldn't think outside the box if I just stick to this rule. So I feel like, you know, why not some make something different? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, especially to my culture and my family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, you know, uh, that, that first trip when you started to to lengthen the chain, and I, I, I kind of know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. My family definitely was not as strict. They were actually encouraging it. But there's still that tie to what you mm -hmm. should do. Mm -hmm. This is what should happen in your mm -hmm. life and steps that you should take mm -hmm. and you said hell no i'm not gonna do that mm -hmm. but the way that you had to you had a major hurdle and mm -hmm. just the family yeah. outlook and what especially you're especially because of your age it was just also that, the yeah. parents would think like oh not even your parents your relative well you're still young and you cannot be independent you cannot you cannot like help yourself in the crowd like if you need help they just think that like what to do you know where to go you know because sometimes like children they just follow the parents yeah but i but for me i just like to figure out myself yeah even in the airport i flew colombor uh, to kota kinabalu when i was 15 so like i stayed in we we stayed in uh, West Malaysia for six years and then I never stepped Borneo since then. It makes me curious. And then the first 
you know, flight to go to Borneo. It's just so amazing with the parents, mm-hmm. and then they trust me how to check in and check on and everything. Right. Yeah. Even my friends in Borneo, they want to go to like west or they want to fly somewhere. It needs to have their parents. Yeah, to be able to do. That. And you, you're flying by yourself. Yeah. Checking in, doing the whole thing. Until Scotland. How did it, yeah, and how did how did it feel to lengthen that chain? Would that empower you as well? It's empowering. Yeah. So you're just like gaining confidence. You're like, yes, I can do this. Mm-hmm. This is wrong. I don't yeah. have to. It's like when you were when you're growing up, when your parents uh, like make the rules uh, about all this and make you scared that. Oh, a lot of bad guy out there. I think everywhere there are always bad guy. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it just how you behave yourself, how you take yourself, and how you make an opportunities for yourself to explore the world. I mean, how you choose your way to to you know explore the world. Mm-hmm. There are many many ways to explore the world, and you might fall, you might get up again. But you know, if you choose the right way, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can keep going. You can keep going. So at this point, you you know, you started to take some larger trips. You went to Australia for three months, mm-hmm. and are really in the groove. It seems like you. You got you got away. You built your confidence with your family. You started to mm-hmm. you started to move, do things on your own, and then you hit a snag once again. This this problem reared its face again. So you came back from Australia, and then all these rumors about you within the family started to come up. It's almost as if you went out past five p.m. as a kid. It was this bad girl not following the rules, mm-hmm. not doing this. How how was that perspective now that you had traveled to another country? You've done all these things mm-hmm. on your own to come back and then face that again. Did you have a different mentality? Or yes. how did you tackle that problem now, later, now that you had much more experience under your belt? Uh, I just, um, I heard all the stories from my relatives, from my uncle and aunts asking like why are you doing there and then which room are you going there and then where do you live and then this what like they are so i know they're concerned concerned about me but at the same time they make these like rumors oh she must be you know out with the guys or you know yeah drinking every night yeah working in very bad places Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah they're just thinking like you left the house. It's not usual for, for like nineteen years old, as an you know in Asian culture, it's not usual. They started to travel when they're maybe twenties, twenties, mm-hmm. yeah, to not twenty at twenties too young. Except they have like, um, exchange program. They only travel for schools for studies, right. but it's like proper travel, to get lost in other people's country. Right. It's just for for Asian it's not normal. Right. So, so you have this label on you almost. Yeah, and then I just um think positive. The more I 
I mean, get out from my comfort zone. I feel that life is not just to stick to the rules and then think about what people think about you. You just have to, you know, people always, you know, no matter what you do, good and bad, people always keep talking behind you. But you just don't have to think about what they say. Just do and chase your dream and achieve what you want. Yeah, and experience experience the what is life. It makes you. It makes me grow up. Yeah, quickly. Yeah, quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. And so, and it's 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 hard to shut that out though sometimes because it does. It makes you more resilient, of course. But that I think resilience takes practice, like all things. So, do you remember any very specific conversations with an aunt or an uncle or cousin, or they were really pressuring you, you know, really asking you why? Why are you doing this? Why go across the world? This is very unusual. Be with your family. And how did you handle that situation? Did you speak up? Did you just let it pass, or? How did you get through that? Because I'm sure not only was it hard, but it was repetitive. Mm-hmm. Even And right now, this still. I'm sure. So how do you handle that even now? Well, my mom always. I just get my family support. Like the only, I mean, people that, I mean, you need in life is your family. Once you get the support, you know they're going to support you all the time. So. How I get through all this, I just think positive. I don't, I don't want to think what they're talking about me. I just want to prove that they're wrong. That's all. Yeah, and I think you definitely are, because mm-hmm. here you are uh, once again on the other side. Because the their words is other people's words cannot destroy what you want, but you live your own life, not them. So that makes me think. My, yeah, once I travel and I met a lot of people, and then I learn about cultures, languages. I learn about people, experiences, their lifestyle. It's not what I thought before. It's just way different, and it was interesting. And then some of my aunts, I told them my experience. They're glad that I did that, but some are that are not open mind. They just like. You should come back, yeah, and do your university. Yeah, it's like no, I'm in my gap year. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the university of life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I I think that that's that's really inspirational, and I I think that's a lot harder situation than most people got to have to go through, mm-hmm. and that's you're here, so mm-hmm. you did it, and I think that's a perfect way to wrap up the show and to to wrap up the show if you have. Or let's say you you're talking to someone or someone listening right now that is just being crushed by this peer pressure. People constantly telling them that they can't do it, or yes. there are rules that you need to follow, and mm-hmm. they know deep down that they are not that. They are not mm-hmm. the rules, but mm-hmm. they feel stuck. Yeah. What would you say to someone listening right now that's in that situation? I would say that everyone can do. What they want in your life. If you think, if you believe in yourself, you can do it. 
nobody can block your dreams and the things that you want to achieve. If anybody trying to destroy your motivation into pursuing your dream, you just have to shut your mind about them. You just have to think in positive, just being in the present, and just focus your goal. Just make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah. I like it. Well, Sarah, you are an inspiration. I think a lot of people listening will agree with that. Here you are on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. The other side of the, the world. The other side of the world. I never believe that I, I'm in Scotland right now. You are in Scotland. And I couldn't believe that I'm still here even right now. Because I thought maybe when I'm 30 or maybe when I'm 30, 35, then I can travel. But in this young age i'm already like living here for about two months Heck yeah. in uk exactly yeah. you, amazing amazing <laughs> you can yeah I, th- I think your message is true and you're a living example of that you can you can mm-hmm. do it you can do it and there's no perfect time mm-hmm. perfect scena- yeah. scenario to do it you just got to do it got to make it happen this has been awesome thanks it's for coming awesome. on the show this has been great and for everyone no listening worries. out there Thanks for tuning in to Oyster World Radio. Keep track of Sarah as she moves around the globe because I'm sure she has a lot of traveling ahead of her. So thank you once again for listening, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Oyster World Radio. And thanks again, Sarah Shellis, for coming on the show. Keep up with her on Instagram at Sarah Shellis. Also keep up to date on myself and everything going on in the big sabbatical on Instagram at Nathan.Wanders and the blog of my partner in crime, Jackie Gishbacher, at Gish, G-I-S-H, outofwater.com. Check out the links in the show description for more information. Special thanks to Charlie Milliken for all of the Oyster Jams. Check them out on Spotify or at charliemilliken.com. That's M-I-L-L-I-K-I-N. Don't forget to support the show on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N at patreon.com forward slash Oyster World Radio for only $5 a month. You get all of the behind the scenes plus some unique travel tips. So don't miss out. Thanks again for tuning in to Oyster World Radio. We'll be back in two weeks, but until then, this is Nathan Lieberman signing off. I can't take control of my life if I'm too busy looking at the stars and thinking about all time that's gone by. It's time for a change in my day to day scene. Time to turn around from that clock, face the mirror, and change me.